If you know hip hop, then you know that the most talented artists are not found at the top of the charts or going viral. It's a good look if you could get it, but many times it results in nothing more than a fleeting spell of vapor fame. Instead, some of the most impressive MCs can be found grinding in the trenches, well below the surface, building success from the ground up. True hip-hop heads know Insomniac Magazine has been digging deeper to unearth gems for over two decades. Today, we continue that tradition by shining a light on a charismatic Detroit MC who regularly delivers uplifting music that celebrates self-empowerment. With no further ado, it's my pleasure to introduce the Rockdwell interview. Hello, my name is Israel. I've been involved in hip-hop since the 1980s as an artist, producer, radio show host, journalist, documentarian, magazine editor, hip-hop advocate, and pundit. Over the years, I've interviewed hundreds of interesting people in music, media, and more. Welcome to Sounds from the Underground, the podcast from Insomniac Magazine, where we learn from both those who reside below the surface and those who've breached it. All right, so our guest today is the amazing Rockdwell from Detroit, Michigan. What's happening, man? How you doing? Man, what's good, man? I really appreciate you in- inviting me on, man. It's It's been a long time coming, my bro. No question, no question. And just off the top, man, what I like about you is that you have always been so positive you know when it comes to Mm -hmm. your music you know not only is it soulful because because soul is positive because soul music quenches this thirst that we have in our soul but Mm -hmm. lyrically and also just your presentation has since i've known of you has always been positive and Mm -hmm. it's interesting for me Having, you know, been around hip hop pretty much from its, you know, inception almost in the Bronx, that I, I'm old enough to know the roots of of the culture and the roots of the genre and know that in so many ways it is about upliftment, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So 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 what is it that that you say that you would say has kept you on that very inspirational and positive path when it comes to the way that you approach music? Well, no doubt. I I think I've always been on a positive, spiritual, you know, life-driven music. But, like, I I, I would say is that I always wanted to make something that inspired me. And Mm -hmm. I always want to inspire the people that were around me, you know, and um, just like, for example, you know, you you have um, a, a lot of hip hop that's um, even a lot of underground hip hop mm-hmm. that talks, they rap about rapping and they rap about how they underrated and they rap about how, you know, we need to take it back and we need to do this and we just do that and, 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 you know, uh, it's all about the old and, you know, the new dudes are whack. And, and, and I'm just like, okay. And I'm like, instead of like complaining mm-hmm. about 
about how things are not how they used to be and how we need to take it back. Like, I want to do something. I want to make a classic. Like, mm-hmm. every time I, every, uh, and, and I know that I'm inspired by mm-hmm. uh, Stevie Wonder. I'm inspired by Curtis Mayfield. So, so in a sense, like, when I, when I make music and I think about, like, just soul music, I, I've always thought about, like, that that music that that made you feel in a certain way that that was connected to life and it, and it may and it, it, it may show the ups and the downs but at the, but when i think when i think about um the music that i like mm-hmm. i want to be inspired by it so i'm just like so when i make so i make the music that i like and how i want to feel and would you say that part of that is your hometown of Detroit, which is clearly, I mean, you know, we just have to say Motown, but even beyond that, so much good music has come from Detroit, not to mention hip hop. I mean, obviously people, people like slum village, we could just pick one group right there and stop, but you've had tons of tons of artists, but that have come throughout the years from, from Detroit. Has that also been an inspiration? I would say, yeah. I mean, I would say a lot of people that's come from the the city, especially like on the the real hip hop, you know, underground. Like, like it's it's definitely been an inspiration, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, I'm from my my father. You know, he was he was a part of the the Detroit that I've never seen. You know, like where the part of Detroit. Where on the on the east side it was a, it's a park called Paradise Valley and uh, slash Black Bottom and that's when you know the Temptations Diana Ross mm-hmm. like where like like when the black community mm-hmm. during that time was thriving in the arts and mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm saying it's just like so and my pops played all that stuff mm-hmm. I know all of that stuff. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so I'm like, so like, even when I think about like, I love hip hop, mm-hmm. however, but I, I love, I love that era of, of black music, you know, Indeed. and trust me, I love, I, I love hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I love hip hop. You know what I'm saying? You can probably trace my lineage of my inspirations by just listening to me. But, you know, but, but yeah, where I'm from is very important, you know, and I guess in my development as a man and as an artist, for sure. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I mean, a lot of rich history and clearly amazing music uh, from that part of the country and I would also imagine, you know, a lot of strife. I mean, in any mm-hmm. any major city, and, and clearly in recent history, uh, there's been a lot of urban blight uh, that has, you know, occurred in in the city of Detroit. Uh, what, yeah. What's 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 it like right now? I mean, just like in a lot of urban epicenters, it's a lot of. Uh, you know, um, development, you know what I'm saying? A lot of uh, uh, gentrification in in certain parts of the area, you know, there's a part of Detroit, the new Detroit in Midtown, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Where it's a lot of development going on, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and it's some, it's, it's, it's a lot of good things, but however, like when I, when I think about 
my side of town. Like mm-hmm. it's only gotten worse. It's not getting better. Right. You know what I'm saying? I would. And even during the time when I was young, like, and like I said, it's not the same Detroit that my father knew. Right. Where it was thriving and the, you know, and, you know, uh, Ford and Chrysler, everybody mm-hmm. was working for the plant and, you know, prosperous. It wasn't during that time, but it was still like it was it was still neighborhoods mm-hmm. that were together. And um, and it's just like now I go back to those neighborhoods and it's just like, you know, boarded up houses where, you know, you know, that I wouldn't have even imagined during mm-hmm. that time, uh, you know, right. um, when I was young, them being boarded up. And, uh, it, I mean, it's unfortunate and it's, and it's sad, you know, and, and we can even talk about how the outsider comes in and takes the stuff and, uh, you know, from under us and stuff like that. But see, but even through my music, like, you know, I, I choose not to, to look at the situation from, uh, a disempowered, uh, mindset because mm-hmm. especially when I, when I see how, uh, you know, I look at our rich history mm-hmm. of Paradise Valley, of Black Bottom, right. where we were, uh, where the communities were prosperous. So I guess I see it as, you know, if we once had it, we can get it again. Indeed, no question. And, and there's something to be said about that, that optimistic. And that's really what hip hop was always about, because clearly, you know, and I'm from the Bronx and, and I'm old enough to right. have been in the Bronx in the 70s. And clearly, you know, it was desolation. Yet you had these kids with no resources, without any type of advantages that their counterparts in other parts of the city had. Yet they were making art. They were making, they were creating a movement that was about upliftment. So. I can mm-hmm. certainly relate to that. And I think in many ways that is the the essence of the spirit of hip hop. Yeah, hip hop definitely empowered me. Mm-hmm. You know, it 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 gave me a voice. It gave me a rites of passage. You feel what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. and and you know, I remember, you know, in the time uh, you you know, when people cared about the craft where you actually had to be fresh. You mm-hmm. had to like, if you were to come in the cipher, you like people would let you know if you were fresh or not, if you was dope or not, you mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and like, and, and, and actually saying like, okay, I got to be prepared. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I have to be my best. And then your peers or, you know, or the people over you later, like, oh yeah, my shorty got some young dog got some. You feel mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, go back to the the mindset. Mm-hmm. The mindset, like, even though you may be around um, despair, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you you have, you see the light at the end of the tunnel and you make something out of nothing. There you go. You feel what I'm saying? Or black, uh, you know, black and brown people took and made something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because I see, like, the desolation, you know, the, the despair in Detroit and even, like, just I know that spirit I had um, because I I worked in the Detroit public school system. Mm -hmm. And and it's interesting because I don't I don't really see that same desire to make something out of nothing and to 
like to work on the craft, mm-hmm. uh, the craft of the arts and, mm-hmm. and music, and, and and that that's one of the most uh, you know um, disparaging things. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying because that because at the because at the end of the day, you know you you know what made hip hop hip hop is us making something out of nothing. So like, and then, you know, and my, my desire is to inspire the youth, you know, and you don't inspire the youth by telling them how wrong they are. You inspire them by being an example, by, you know, by being an example and then encouraging them um, and showing them the path. And, and I think probably because I work with youth, you know, I'm just like, like, yo, I gotta be example of the light at mm-hmm. the end of the tunnel. Indeed. Indeed. And being positive doesn't mean that you're not addressing the struggle. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, mm-hmm. man. And that, and that's, and that's what it is. So, so even in this, uh, recent, you know, release, mm-hmm. uh, simplicity, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like for, for one thing, I, I don't think I've ever not, I don't think I'm ever not wanting to rap. Like I'm, I feel like I'm a lifelong artist. I mm-hmm. want to continue to like, I, I, I create just to stay sane. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. <laughs> so like, but that's what an artist is. An artist has to create, mm-hmm. but, but this joint, I'm just like, it reminded me of one of my, like my, my previous releases, the daily chronicles where it was just straight raw, just, Rap like mm-hmm. I like I rapped on what I wanted to rap on. I like I did what what felt right, mm-hmm. and like and this what this this project was. I'm like I want to do what feels right. Like other projects, I may have you know work with different producers and stuff like that. I'm just like okay, I'm going to I'm going to take my time find a production that I want, and I'm going to create music to make uh, you know whatever feels right. It's going to be simple, like I'm like one main vocal, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to make this pronounced and clean and simple. And uh, so, yeah, man. Tell me a little bit about your your flow as far as your production, and I don't just mean the music; I mean the actual crafting of a song are you right. are you scouting for production from various artists and then writing or writing or do you have the idea first and then you look for music or how's that work well see this is the thing like i'm a um one thing that my art uh my art teacher told me a while back because you know i i you know I, I i'm a fine artist too you know painting <laughs> drawing and stuff like that is is one thing that you have to do you have uh, like us artists we have a art attack <laughs> not a heart attack like art attack it's just remember like if you just think about it, if you have an art attack you were just in the like in a mall and you just had the opportunity to just tag and spray or spray paint the whole mall where you just you just do it you have to be able to do it in the in the moment so <laughs> so uh I'm very impulsive when I create. Right. I just I just created a system for myself that when it's time for me to create, I can get down and do it. And so in the in the sense I'm not like one of those people that like you know, I have I, I got my rhyme book and I'm just, you know, coming up with these rhymes and then I decipher them when it's time to do it. I'm, I'm just like, no, when it's time for me to create, I create. Mm-hmm. So so like um so usually I get that impulse mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, I need to find something that I feel. 
you know, I need to find the music that I feel right now. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a lot of it, my creation has to do with the moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, so one thing I, I realize is that, you know what I'm saying? It's a million hot beats out there, but it's only, a, uh, it's a di- it's different between a hot beat and your beat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So right. I may go through many and many and many, 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 many beats and many uh, of, of production mm-hmm. um and and especially during this time i didn't really want to compromise i i'm like i've worked with producers and i can rap on anything i mean mm-hmm. it's not a thing about rapping i mean i worked with producers and it was kind of like a give and take like oh okay like we we're trying to work together so i'm not going to be like uh like for the sake of collaboration i would you know Give a little bit what you want. Right. Give a little bit what I want. But this one, it's just kind of like I, I got to be pretty picky. Like I, I'm like, so I, I went through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of beats to find that. In and once I find them, I go straight to recording. I, right. That's what I do. I go straight to recording. You know, what I'm saying that's just my that's just my process. That I I, I develop, uh, you know, during the years. You know, and and. I just I don't like sitting on rhymes. I don't I, I'm not one of the one like, oh, yeah, I've written this rhyme. I sit on it and I critique. It. I'm like, no, nah. I'm just like I mean, because I master my I feel like I master what I you see what I'm saying. Indeed. I'm like, I spent many years, spent many years freestyling, ciphering, battling, stuff like that to master what I do. And I'm very confident in what I do. Mm-hmm. So when I get so when I get down to the recording slash songwriting process, you know, I'm really, I'm very concise and, you know, and then I, you know, when I come up with rhymes, like I I really want to be concise, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And like, and because I'm, I'm almost shooting to, to do this song, like, like I'm Curtis Mayfield in a hip hop form. (laughs) I love that. I love that analogy. Yeah. Yeah. And you, uh, you definitely have a smooth fashion sense. So I can certainly see that. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, man. That is <laughs> not just a soul, not just a sonic side, but also visually. I see you got, you know, you got some smooth steeds. Yes, yes. I mean, but that's all a part. But see, but that's all a part of the the empowered mindset. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I would have to I would have to say this season of life, I wanted that music to represent the refinement uh-huh. that I was I was developing for myself, you know what I'm saying? Right. Cause like I, I dropped the album, um, actually like a couple of years ago called, I think it was a couple of, yeah, called luxury. Mm-hmm. And it was all about that being fresh, being fly and see, but I don't, I don't know if it really see, but it, it was, I was saying being fresh, being fly, but mm-hmm. it was more the philosophical mindset mm-hmm. and I, and I, it, a philosophical mindset of basically being fresh and fly inside, which right. manifests outward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and so, and so, um, I wanted, that's kind of what simplicity was all about. It's like me remembering where I came from, from that raw, that, that raw, soulful, mm-hmm. raw spit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but also give that empowered mindset to encourage, to inspire. Yeah. And you you have a significant body of work. I mean, just visiting your band camp, you have a lot of releases. How many full lengths do you have? The full length. So I, I would say, OK, you got Daily Chronicles mm-hmm. and then I have 
Soul Passport, which I deal with Ant Live with mm-hmm. Boom Bap King. So mm-hmm. That was kind of joint venture with, you know, Chuck D. Yeah. And then I have When It's All Said and Done. That, uh, this was a collaborative album that I did with uh, a, a young, um, you know, mentee of mine, Phoenix, too. Like, so, mm-hmm. and, that, and, and that was just kind of a, a, a body of work that I, I literally, literally did that in like three weeks. I said, like, we did the one song called Keep On Moving. And I said, like, oh, okay, people really like it. Let's make an album. Right. And I really kind of pushed them. <laughs> I really pushed them because mm-hmm. I, I, I really appreciate them as, a, as, a, as an MC. Right. But I'm just like, I'm like, yo, man, we got to seize the moment of this time. You know what I'm saying? So we got that joint. Mm-hmm. And then I did the album Luxury, where it was a collaborative album with me and a producer called uh, uh named tmv right. so yeah luxury so that's that's four and then we got simplicity but you obviously you've had singles before that and how about any 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 eps at all or man i put out a lot of stuff uh-huh. <laughs> I, put, I put out a lot of stuff but I, I, those are those are the comprehensive collections right. that i would say deep, that those are deep cuts yes yes that i actually okay. put i actually intentional intentionally more or less right you know some some of them were may have been rushed right you know what I'm saying some of them may have been you, you know you know for the sake of but i i do have a lot of singles that right. have like the marination of just my sound right right you know which I, I i'm actually you know looking because you know the model of music the model of how people listen to music is just so different than when i i drive daily chronicles mm-hmm. and that i would have to say that was just that was a motivating factor too because i was just like i'm like man like one of my best release i think that on the underground tip is daily chronicles because that's what a lot of i got people to notice me and mm-hmm. even those releases after that they were kind of hanging off a lot of the work that I put in during that time you know mm-hmm. and I'm just like I I'm really like proud of this last release that I put out because I it I put it out like Daily Chronicles cuz it's just it's just me right you know Indeed. And and there's always an evolution. You know, obviously you continue yes. to grow and you, you know, shift and you mold yourself and you become, you know, the best craftsman that you can. Yeah, you're right. When did you start recording? Okay. Like far as like ever? Yeah. Oh, when I was a teenager, I, I started, I, I would say around 98 99 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is when i started recording that was with my crew right uh, that we we called ourselves knights of the round table mm-hmm. courtyard we, we called ourselves courtyard we were uh we were like a detroit wu-tang ah. you know we <laughs> would we would freestyle battle each other every day type crew right right anybody who wanted it we would we would give it to them right you know right. what I'm saying? And we and and of course, like when you got those many artists, you know, you uh, you got so many styles and stuff like that. And and that's what kind of you, you know, we all had different styles right, and right. stuff like that. And uh and I think that but but you always have people out of the crew that take it a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Always. So I was that kind of one that took it 
more serious. Like even though like I'm I'm not as polished as I was back then. Like I um I wrote rhymes but I didn't write a lot. I would I would just basically smoke weed and mm-hmm. freestyle most of the time. <laughs> that's what I that's what I that's what I did. Right. But but I did it so much. Right. And I did it so much to the to the point to where it was like I I helped, you know, I developed it, you know, I developed it and, and, you know, it kind of molded me to how I'm able to premeditate rhymes right now, you know, like, so during those times, so, you know, it started off as like, okay, freestyle for, uh, until you can't, until you mess up and then you're like, okay, you cut out the part that you didn't like. Right. And then, okay, so cut it and then you're going to, and then you're going to uh, punch in from there, mm-hmm. freestyle, and then okay, I don't like that, so cut it up, you know. And and so now it's like it's definitely more refined. Exactly. So that's how I really kind of learned how to do songs because right. I really didn't know how to write songs. Like my crew taught me all of that. Mm-hmm. They taught. They were more refined. They were more like, okay, this is 16 bars. This is a hook. I was just a spitter. Like right, I right. just. Just like the like the the rap, like real hip, just hip hop, and they they helped me learn how to write songs. But like I said, like you know, you know, I put in the time. I learned how to, you know, uh, refine what what I what I did. Learn how to make it a little bit more structured. And like so, ever since then, you know, I just I I just learned the um, how to engineer my own stuff, how to um you know what the equipment that i need mm-hmm. to to make to make my sound right you know right. so so i mean i mean ever since then i've been you know i've been recording myself ever since mm-hmm. just and but that's my base my and courtyard then, that's 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 my base right and talk to me a little bit about how you first connected with Slam Jams because I you've had more than one release on the Slam Jams, right? That was distributed by Slam. No, Jams. just one release. Oh, it was just one. For some reason, I thought it was two. I don't know why. Yeah, it's funny. I I, I probably promoted the heck out of it, to make it seem like it was because <laughs> you know that's my strong suit. I know right. how to promote. Right, right. Yeah. I, I call it. I call it learning how to move without the ball. Okay, I like that. That's that's really that's what promotion is. Learning how to move without the ball. But Indeed. but yeah, but um, but no, I only got Soul Passport. That was my only release. Um through them right and uh it was that was an experience within itself mm-hmm. and and that i really am thankful for and i really appreciate and uh it was it it taught me a lot of things just about you know um you know working uh, you know working with different uh you know producers like ant live mm-hmm. basically a legend in his in his own right mm-hmm. and you know and him building his uh, legacy and continue to, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, um, him seeing how he works, seeing how, I mean, this, this dude is, uh, is a workhorse. He, mm. it's just like, he just like, um, uh, it was inspirational too, because, you know, he has a family, he has, you know, wife and kids mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and has built a, a a beautiful studio for itself and streamlined the process to continue to create, to to continue to build 
uh, his sound, mm-hmm. you know, and and to um, to continue to satisfy his audience and to build his audience, and uh, you know, and so I I got the that situation through mm-hmm. Ant Live, yeah, yeah, through Ant right. Live, right. and you know, um, and sl- and obviously Slam Jams is Chuck D's label slash distribution right. company so that's that's what that that is right 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 not know right yeah so so basically it was kind of like a boom bath king slash slam jams mm-hmm. venture you know mm-hmm. and um you know and during that time i put a lot of work in helping boom bath kings establish themselves uh well now well Trust me, Ant Live has built oh, yeah. Boom Bap Kings from. Mm-hmm. But but during that time, I had a heavy influence right, on right. how Boom Bap Kings, um, you know, was operated at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and even the logo that he uses to this day, like I created that logo during that time. Nice, it, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so, but it was it was definitely a good situation that I that I appreciate that I learned a lot. Indeed, no question. It's it's a milestone for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about, you mentioned promotions. Tell me a little bit about what you found to be some of the most effective marketing tools or marketing uh, activities that you've been involved in to help build awareness for your brand. Yeah, so, so what a lot of people don't know is that, like, um, I'm a graphic designer. Nice. I'm a graphic designer. I do videography. Like that's, that's one of my, that's my business, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so, so, and also, you know, I've always paid, paid attention to the, the technology, which we're all still learning. We mm-hmm. all still learning how this technology works. You know, I mean, I'm a product. This simplicity is a product of me, understanding that what I released in 2014 and how a release in 2020 Mm -hmm. has to be totally different. It's a total different business model and it's all based upon technology. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So one thing that I realized is just that, that the promotion has to maximize the, the current technology, just like the music has to, uh, the music, uh, when you release something, it has to cater to how people listen to music, how people want the music and stuff like that. I mean, that's what sells the music mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So, like, I think that during my time uh, of promoting and just realizing, like, okay, Instagram is important. You maximizing that 15 seconds. It used to be mm-hmm. 15 seconds at one time. You feel what I'm saying? Maximizing the, the 15 seconds, the 30 second, being able to create a quality, uh, quality visuals Mm -hmm. which quality visuals uh you know can be created in so many ways and then being able to use those that material to actually engage people um but also the the reality is i mean it's like as a as an artist, you have to develop your personality you Mm -hmm. have to develop interpersonal skills you have to like like if you're an artist and you can't you don't know how to write an email or you don't want to engage people in more 
uh, formal ways, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and, and to, um, you know, explain what you do, introduce yourself in, mm-hmm. uh, in, in a formal way, you know, it's like, if you don't do it for yourself, others will do for you and uh, do it for you and you will pay for it. That's right. That's right. You feel what I'm saying? No and, question. And, and rightfully so. The people that are doing this, these, uh, this legwork for artists, they, they deserve every dollar that they get. Mm-hmm. They, they deserve every dollar that they get. So that's why I'm not really of the persuasion of the starving, complaining artists. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it, you know, so just because of the fact that it's so disempowering. Mm-hmm. It's so, you know, I even look at myself and my my the old version of me and I've seen the stuff that I complained about or I even gave attention to. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to be that that person again. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Even though I understand it when I hear it from others. But I guess, you know, when I, you know, but. You know, when you make your when you don't take responsibility for um, what you put out there, you know, it's it's like you setting yourself up for disappointment. And I, and I and I think that, you know, I've done a lot of things that 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 failed, you know, that didn't work. I did did some things that, that did work, mm-hmm. you know, so but but doing it enough and, and putting in the in the work and like, OK, I'm like, okay, I already know how to create the art. Like, I got to develop a different skill set. And that's kind of like what I'm like, well, you know what? I got to I gotta see how, you know, how does the video with, um, you know, how can I make a video uh, and maximize my resources? So at, at one time, I was just like, okay, I was shooting videos only for Instagram. Mm. So I'm just like, okay, like, so instead of trying to, put all this energy into do one big video that I don't even have the following at the time mm-hmm. to get the attention over. Well, why I shoot three or four videos for Instagram and really get the bang for my buck. That's right. And my resources and energy, you know, and it, especially in this t- uh, day, day and age when a video really is, is hot for a week and then mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> it's fleeting. It's fleeting. Everything is fleeting. Yeah. So figuring that out, and it, and it's changing. It's it's changing all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I don't get discouraged. I don't get discouraged about that. You know. As an artist, are you still listening to a lot of hip hop? Is the hip hop from a particular? era is it you know classic stuff is it new stuff or is it totally different genres and not not necessarily hip-hop i listen to a lot of stuff if i like i go through this uh, i mean the one thing that's that's so good about uh you know this streaming culture is that you can go down this mental rabbit trail mm-hmm. and listen to everything that you want. You can start listening to Marvin Gaye, then move to Tupac and then move to uh move to the baby to mm-hmm. the and, and then go back to Marvin Gaye That's and right. then go and then go back to most deaf and mm-hmm. then and then veg out on Wu Tang. And go. then <laughs> one thing I, I like about the newer generation is that 
they understand. Well, just like in just like style, like when you put on your clothes, uh-huh. the impact, the impact of um, the impact of style right. on how it makes you feel right. and how you can get people to ride your wave mm. with the feeling that mm-hmm. you create. Right. You know what I'm saying? They understand. They understand style. They under they understand how to make make some swaggy and mm-hmm. you know and to make it sound good. Right. And see and that and, and see and and they're taking it to different levels that that a lot of us that were lyric focused mm-hmm. didn't take it. So so I may listen to like a young young thug and little baby or something like that. And it's like, who? like, they just, cause they killing the style. They, they, I'm not listening. See, see, but this is the thing. I listen to people in the context. Right. I, so uh, I, I listen to people in their context and I'm able to do that. I, 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 I have that gift to be able to listen to people in their context and not measure them based upon my standard of quote unquote hip hop. Right. There's certainly, you know, there's certainly value there because it's easy to get cast as, you know, that angry, you know, hip hop head, um, yep. you know, that uh, that's just stuck in a certain zone, a certain era. Just like I talk to my kids all the time, uh-huh. talk to my kids all the time, like, you know, anger and frustration is is a uh a surface manifestation of what's really going on. Mm. Okay, so why are you angry? Why are you frustrated? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you start really pushing pause, mm-hmm. and this is what simplicity is about, mm-hmm. pushing pause on your life and don't let just that that anger... Inv- Once you get to frustrated and angry in many cases... You you've lost the battle anyway. You don't know what's going on once mm-hmm. you let anger, frustration, and rage get. So like most of that, like when you really go uh, and trail back, you'll see bitterness, you'll see insecurity, you'll see a lot of things that a lot of people won't even admit to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, like do you do you are you saying that you don't want to go pop or you don't want the that because of the fact that you really feel less than or you're jealous. Mm. You feel see, these are deep, deeper things, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that that are really going on. And and I guess like when I look at it's unfortunate because I see the divide between old hip hoppers and new hip hoppers, or they don't even want to claim that generation, but these are our babies. These are babies. We can't, we can't just throw them away. Like this is like, these are like, they are a product of us. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, but if we spent more time trying to invest in them and show them the way they actually would probably take more of our characteristics. If we weren't so judgmental and so critical, you see what I'm saying? Indeed. That's just my perspective. No, I hear though. you. I, I I certainly respect that, and and there's something to be said about about taking that approach and and not shutting the door on what might not necessarily live up to you know the uh, the excellence that maybe you came up in. Yeah, and 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 you know what? And they may never right. They, they may never. There you go. But they can at least say my. 
my father, my uncle, my but he was the truth. And then they give you homage right, right, right. through their attempts to try to honor you. Right. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And that but that takes relationship. That takes you know what I'm saying that that takes the bridge being there for them to come across, even though they may have caused a violation unconsciously. Right. But why did they cause a violation? Right. Is it because you weren't there to guide them? Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. You dig so. Indeed. Great point, man. So t- you've been you've been in the game for a while now, man. What what would you say? And I'm sure there are a lot, but what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned on this journey? Mm. I'm an artist, so I really found that, you know, for longevity, an artist definitely has to grow with his art for the sake, you know, for longevity to continue on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so it's like, it's interesting. So when I was younger and I like, well, here are artists and then you were expecting the, let's just say, for example, the Illmatic Nas mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever Jay-Z Nas or Scarface, whatever, you know, you want that version of him, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, uh, it's like, I realized that, you know, just as a man, you know, an artist, he has to grow. Like, it's impossible for that artist to be the same as when he started off. But mm-hmm. however, I do realize that, that you, you know, we have to go back and remind ourselves um, with, you know, what we created previously and remember the, uh, the feel and the texture that we once created, uh, but also look forward to in, uh, what you aspire to be mm-hmm. and continue to kind of just check in, check in with yourself and, you know, and reintroduce yourself really. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's just like, I knew it when I did luxury, I'm like, okay, I'm reintroducing myself on this. And, and I right. know that when I drop this, some of those hardcore hip hop heads that like the more raw mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. version of me may not feel this, but I understood that. Indeed. I understood that as a man, but I'm just like, okay, in consideration of everything I've done and where I am right now, you know, I'm just like, you know, what simplicity is that one? And it's just kind of like, okay, not only um, is it the most concise, the most um, um, in his songwriting and in like the most uh, proud that I am, like, okay, even on the business side, okay, I'm going to do it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it like this next thing I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to do it a little bit better. I'm going to do a little bit bre- uh, better, you know? And I'm just like, man, if I'm going to do this, you know, I'm just like, I need to be proud of what I do. I, I need to love it. Right. I, I right. need to love it, you know? And uh, so I would, I would say, you know, just to recap is, you know, embracing growth, mm-hmm. but also, but also remembering where you came from mm-hmm. yet, you know, also, you know, if we're going to continue to do it, you know, we do it better and better each time. 
I love that. I love that. And growth. I think that's the uh, the word right there that kind of encapsulates everything, mm-hmm. including what I've heard in your music. I mean, simplicity is a it's an authentic hip hop album that is soul filled. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. soulful and soul filled. And mm-hmm. um, and I would say if you are a fan of true hip hop you will find simplicity to be beautiful. So I mm. definitely would recommend folks go out there and and pick it up. Obviously, it's available both in digital and physical, right? Yes, yes. Because I, I know the people that listen to my music, like they come from an era where, you know, because listen, see, that's what it had to do with technology, like, how, like the CD, mm-hmm. the people that listen to CDs, they remember listening to the music in a different manner. Mm-hmm. Like you, you rocked with the album, right? So this is that, that's this is that cohesive work, but it also kind of has that feel when Marvin Gaye dropped that "I Want You" album and that "What's Going On." Where you you had to listen to the whole piece. And and, and you know it's interesting <laughs> that co- your cover for simplicity. Kind of has a what's going on kind of cover vibe to it. Oh wow, I didn't even realize that, but but yeah, man, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just like I I'm I'm very proud of this album. I just love how concise it is. Uh, I'm like because I'm always trying to get better. Where I'm just like I think about the um, Curtis Mayfield, mm-hmm. the makings of you, and I just be like. Dang, like what made him write that? Mm-hmm. What made him come up with mm-hmm. lyrics like that? And I and I still haven't topped. I haven't even touched the surface mm-hmm. of creating that. Or or a Stevie Wonder song. I feel like I'm still trying to create like through hip hop though. I'm just right. like, dang, how can I make that? So, but so this is the most, this is the closest that I got to it, man. Nice, man. Well, definitely. A rock dwells, simplicity, the life that makes the songs available. Check him out on his Bandcamp page. And obviously, uh, both CD and digital, go pick that up. And where else could folks find Rockdwell? No doubt, man. You can go to my Bandcamp page. You can also go to my official page, uh, Rockdwell, R-O-C-W-E-L-L dot com. Or you can go to my link tree. I, that's the one thing I hate about this thing. It has a little dot. It's, it has a little dot in the link tree. I, I don't like it, but that's where all that's where all the uh, where they can learn everything about right. simplicity. It's the it's link uh, it's link tree forward slash rock dwell, but it's a dot in between the T R and right. the E E. Right, but right. yes, but 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 you know what? Go to rockdwell.com. You right. can get everything Indeed. rockdwell.com. You can go, you can stream everything from there. Uh R-O-C-D-W-E-L-L dot com. And what about those people that just live on Instagram? So you gotta give us your handle on IG. At rockdwell.com. R-O-C-D-W-E-L-L. At Rockdwell. You can do the same thing on Twitter. You can also find me at uh, on Facebook, Alan, A-L-A-N, Rockdwell, Johns, J-O-H-N-S. So, yeah, but on Twitter and Instagram, at Rockdwell, R-O-C-D-W-E-L-L. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate that. I wish you continued success. 
and oh, on everything that you do. And um, I'm sure folks are going to go in and, and tune into some beautiful music on Simplicity. But I, I do want to say, man, like you were one of the elders of this culture and of, of, of hip hop, man, that embraced me. And I really appreciate your support, man, through the years, man, because it really means a lot, man, because you spend a lot of time, man, just, you know, in the inbox, man, and investing your time, showing your support, but also, you know, sharing your wisdom with me. And now you're sharing your platform with me, man, uh, in this in this podcast, man. I just want to tell you, thank you. I appreciate you. My pleasure, man. You're very welcome. And uh, I'll see you soon, man. All right, brother. Peace. Peace, man.